we've been doing a series entitled All, and um, I'm going to read a, uh, a passage out of 2 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter, or the first chapter there, and uh, just uh, giving you a little bit of setting, Paul had recently written a letter only months earlier Paul had written a letter the first letter of Thessalonians to the church of Thessalonica and was encouraging them uh, in their suffering just to you know just to continue to walk to continue to to endure through the persecution that they were going through and to look forward to the day of the Lord the day of the Lord was coming and and uh, you know, in the first uh, first letter of Thessalonica, he's he's talking about uh, be encouraged. Those that that are asleep, Pastor Danny. Those that that have gone on before us. They, you know, we don't have to mourn with those that have no hope. That you know, the the Lord Himself's going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of archangel, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air. So encourage one another. And and so he had written that and. And now just a few months later, just a few months later, he's writing a second letter because they had already started uh, uh, scratching their head going, oh no, has the day of the Lord already happened? Or, you know, they're, they're already getting all bent out of shape and some are teaching this and some are teaching that. So he writes this second letter and y'all, I couldn't get past the opening of this second letter and it, it really spoke to my spirit. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 verse Three, he says, we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as it is right because your faith is growing. Because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you and the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering. Father, thank you for your word today. Challenge our hearts, God. Stretch us today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. You may be seated today. Listen, I'm telling you, I have been so encouraged. Um, I, we always say Sunday is a celebration. Wednesday's when the real magic happens. Sunday, we get to come together. We get to, uh, we get to worship the Lord. We get to celebrate. We get to hang out. And, uh, and that's all wonderful, well and fine. But, but what we really, I was even told this recently, um, that, that the new, uh, kind of the new structure or the new, uh, the new thing in the church world is to come together and celebrate on Sunday. And that's the thing. Uh, you know, and and uh, churches—they uh, don't even want to—they uh, uh, don't want to even buy buildings with classrooms anymore because they don't use them. I'm thinking, oh Lord Jesus, if we had more classrooms, right? And and because discipleship's where it's at, not coming together and hanging out—that's all wonderful. I want to hang out with you. I, you know, I want to celebrate with you, but I want to grow with you. 
right that's that's where the real magic is and and so i'm i'm telling you i was just uh, uh we started these new uh series for the men and women on wednesday nights here the last couple of weeks and and uh, it's spiritual disciplines and growing in our spiritual disciplines and and it was just so refreshing to see the hunger as um, as men are sitting around the table talking and and challenging one another and sharing and it's just so refreshing to see people that actually want to grow in their faith and in their walk with Christ. See, we've been, we've been discussing just that. Jesus said, when he was asked what's the most important commandment, he said to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so we've been looking into that what does it look like to love God with all of our heart? And we spent a couple of months on that, digging into what does that look like? Am I really loving him with all some of my heart or all of my heart? Am I just saying it or am I living it? Am I, am I uh, following through with that loving him with all of my heart or am I just saying it with my mouth? And then am I loving God the next step of, of drawing closer to God, of going deeper, is to love God with all of our soul. And what does that really mean? The, the soul is the will of man. The soul is the decision-making mechanism. The, uh, it, you know, it's my individuality. It's my autonomy. It's my, it's my desire to be independent, right? And, and so to love God, with all of my soul what does that really mean what does that really look like and we talk often about it uh, one of the uh, you know one of the most prevalent uh, scriptures in the Bible when we talk about rebellion when we talk about uh, wanting to do things our own way we seem to uh, uh, often drift back to 1 Samuel chapter 15 we uh, we've talked about it even recently where uh, we have the prophet Saul uh, Samuel and the king uh, of Israel who is Saul and uh, God uh, tells the prophet go and anoint the king and then the king is given a charge he's given a job to do he's given some instructions and uh, he's told you need to go over to the Amalekites and wipe the Amalekites out whenever Israel was delivered out of Egypt it was the Amalekites that came and and resisted and tried to prevail upon them and and uh, and so God's instruction was go wipe everything out go go clean the earth of these of this wickedness and and um, so we find that uh, uh, Saul and he leads the army out they go over and and uh here they are they're they're having a victory and uh they start to they start reasoning among themselves and they decide to uh they decide to save alive king agag and they decide to save alive all of the really really good stuff you know it just didn't make sense to destroy the good stuff come on now it, we, they reasoned it. I mean, they thought it through. They, how many thinkers do I have in the house? Boy, we can just think God right out of the scenario, can't we? 
Well, I mean, we can just reason God right. God said this. Oh, but yeah, but you know, it makes more sense. You know, um, back in the day, back in the day, it was a protocol to keep the king alive so you could drag him through the streets, march him through the streets as a trophy and say, look what we did to the Amalekites, right? You know, they, they wanted this trophy, this victory march back into the city. And so they saved the king alive. And then... Um, you know they got to they got to thinking among them. Hey man, you know we uh, we need to uh, uh, we we could keep all these these good looking calves and these these good looking sheep. We could keep them all alive and we could we could uh, sacrifice them unto the Lord. That makes more sense. Come on now, and so we see that he does that, and the scripture of verse 9 it says but Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and the oxen and, and the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not everybody say would not and would not utterly destroy them but everything that was vile and refused everything that made sense they destroyed utterly and the final thing that really caught my eye was that he said he said because the, the whenever the prophet came back and said what did you do man and he he began to try to explain its way out of it he said the the prophet looked at the king and said because you rejected the word of the lord he has also rejected you from being king because listen listen to that statement we're talking about loving God with all of my will, all of my want, all of my, all of my thought process, all of my, you know, my, my reasoning and all, you know, I, I have this will. I, I want this independence thing. He says, because you've rejected the word of the Lord. I want you guys to understand it is, it is a serious thing it is a serious thing when we reject the word of the Lord. No matter how much sense it makes, right? No matter how uh, logical it seems, it is a serious thing to reject the word of the Lord. And, and listen, here's what I, I want you to know. Let me, let me just set, the, uh, set a little better foundation with this. I grew up with a Christian mom. My, my parents got uh, divorced when I was seven and I grew up with this Christian mom and man she was godly she fasted she prayed this this lady didn't even allow a TV in my house y'all we we going into summer right now y'all know what I mean I grew up back uh, you know back in the 70s and some of you are going he's old man you know but I, I grew up back in the uh, 70s and early 80s when uh, you know it was 113 degrees outside and it was Bubba's job to mow the yard I couldn't even wear cut off shorts cause it wasn't holy y'all come on now and, and so uh, I grew up in this very protected environment, this very holy environment. But when I got to a certain age, uh, it, and listen, it started way before it started manifesting on the outside. Uh, this, uh, this spirit of rebellion, this spirit of pushback, this spirit of I want what I want, this spirit of that, that's not fair. I don't understand why you got to do it this way. And why you, that old spirit of rebellion, 
rebellion started rising up on the inside of me. How is that even possible when I grew up in such a godly atmosphere? Because the nature of man, because the nature of man, the heart of man, there's that bent towards stubbornness and rebellion. Sin is like a poisoning disease that left untreated will consume us. The human soul is naturally bent towards rebellion, stubbornness, selfishness, and self-willedness, and we want to be king. We want to make our own decisions. And listen, we, we you know, listen, <laughs> I know with all of us Christians, all of us believers, we, um, you know, we like to, uh, uh, you know, man, you know, we like for people to think we're godly. We like, um, you know, we like the thought of integrity. We like the thought of holiness. We, you know, we, we want people to think well of us. And, and uh, you know, I can stand up here and preach on integrity and character and holiness and purity and all of that stuff. And, and uh, uh, the average Christian, oh, yeah, 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 that's good. And then, uh, but what we want in addition to, uh, to that thought process is we want to reserve the right to make the decision we think best at the time oh wait come on I know God said do that but we really want to make our own decision what we think is best at the moment of impact now, now listen I'm describing the majority of the Christian world I'm describing what I have seen over many, many years of ministry. I have watched Christians uh, who claim Christianity uh, but still want their independence. It's not loving God with all of my soul when I'm still making all of the decisions based on situational ethics. I want to tell the truth unless the truth will caused me great pain come on now it's just a little white lie come on y'all right it's, i i don't want to cheat unless i just absolutely have to unless it's really gonna cost me something we like the right to make the decision that best suits me in the moment However, truth is truth no matter what. God's word doesn't change based on my situation. So to love God with all of our soul means that his way supersedes my feelings and my opinions no matter what the situation. Oh, y'all, come on. We're talking about loving God. We're talking about elevating what he says, what he wants, uh, what his will is. We're, we're talking about moving from just loving God with all of my heart, but now moving to loving God uh, with uh, all of my choices and making my choices line up with his will. No matter the outcome, to love God with all of our soul means to surrender my will to his will. 
Listen, I, I love this. This is to love God with all of our soul means that I choose God's way. To love God with all of my soul means that I choose God's way. Let's, let's jump into this. I want to carry you through this real quick. It says, number one, most Christians want Christianity without regime change. Come on, y'all. That, that one didn't take a whole lot to understand. That one doesn't take rocket science, uh, uh, scientists. We want Christianity without re regime change. We like salvation without conditions. Uh, we, uh, we like grace uh, without guardrails. Come on, y'all. Jesus, when he was teaching, he says in Luke chapter 6, he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? You know, back in the old days, they didn't have punctuation. So when they wanted to emphasize a word, they didn't, uh, uh, they didn't have exclamation points. So they, they put the word twice. And, and so uh, um, he, what he was really saying is, why do you call me Lord? But you don't do what I say. Come on now. Does that not describe Christianity today? We call him Lord, but we don't do what he says. Most Christians want Christ to, uh, want Christ the Savior, but reject Christ's lordship. Now, Lordship is a word that uh, uh, in Christendom we don't we don't seem to even really know what that word is anymore. We don't really use that word anymore. We don't understand that word of lordship. What does it really mean? And and it means supreme power or rule. Does Christ have supreme power and rule in my life? To love God with all of my soul, uh, not just call him Lord, but for him to actually be Lord uh, means that he has uh, supreme power and rules all of my decisions, all of my ways in my life. He is supreme ruler in our lives we love to be saved from our sins but we hate to give up control of our lives oh y'all come on man that is so good we are in love with salvation but we can't stand lordship Wednesday nights as I said we've been talking about this spiritual disciplines growing in our spiritual disciplines and it's a uh, it's just been so much fun sitting around the table and and teaching and and seeing these guys converse as we challenge on our spiritual disciplines and and one of the statistics says that um, the truth is is most christians stop growing between uh, uh their fifth year and the seventh year of their christianity We've been trying to, we've been having some discussions. Maybe by the fifth or the seventh year of my Christianity, I decide that I'm as good as Emmanuel. So, you know, hey, we, if he's going to heaven, we're, yeah, I can go to heaven. If he's going to heaven, right? Well, he's not the target. Come on now. Christ 
is the, you understand what I'm saying? He's, he's the one I'm striving to be like. And so we're challenging one another. And so one of the things says that we, we all fall into five categories. We either fall in, in uh, the category of the unbeliever, the one that's unsaved, that hasn't received Christ yet. Or, or two, the believer is one who has uh, uh, changed his belief system that Christ is the Savior, but we haven't really started being learners and following God in our actions yet. That is where a lot of Christians are today. And then next are disciples, uh, uh, people who adhere to the teachings and practicings, uh, practices of growing in Christ and demonstrating a lifestyle corresponding to God's word. And then the third is a servant leader, people who, who grow up in the direction, the ways, and the timing of the Lord, and they begin to uh, teach others that, and they're very active in serving and helping others grow. And then finally, the fifth type of, of person is a reproducer, someone that is uh, reproducing uh, those kinds of servant leaders. But where do we fall at? Where, where, do we, uh, where have we messed up and stopped growing? Where have we stopped surrendering areas of our life to him that should be the supreme power and ruler in our lives? Wow. To love God with all my soul means that I'm following, means that I'm growing. And most Christians want... Christianity without regime change. Now listen, I'm I'm going to I'm going to make a segue here and and I'm I'm going to lose some of you. Can I have you three guys that were going to help me? Can y'all come here real quick and and I, I'm going to try to take you on a journey. Come on, guys. I'm going to try to take you guys on a journey today, and I don't want you to uh, I don't want you to get lost as we're as we're taking this journey. I the the segue I want to I want to make today is that it is it is extremely dangerous for us to choose to stay in immaturity in our walk with Christ <clears throat> may I say that again it is extremely dangerous for us to choose to stay in our immaturity in Christ and so many times we just get comfortable now now he's the believer that I'm going to be talking about he's the the newest of the three guys here in Christianity and and I'm I'm just uh, so proud of this young man and the strides that he's made and man with the doors are open this guy's here and he's hungry to grow in in Christ and and uh, but I I'm gonna I'm gonna make these guys uh, you're you're the good in in life life and you're the bad in life uh, 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 you're truth and you a lie and uh, uh, so uh, uh, we, we're going to talk a little bit and, and so y'all just do a little you know just 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 pull y'all uh, uh, you, 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 you ever felt like that before come on now you know what I'm talking about and it's extremely it's extremely dangerous for us to to stay in this state of immaturity it's extremely dangerous for him to us to call him Lord and not allow him to be Lord. Come on now. So Paul writes this, this second letter to 
He writes this second letter to uh, uh, to the church of Thessalonica and, and uh, listen uh, you know I, I couldn't even get past the opening it was just so cool and, and he's saying man I'm so proud Roderick I'm so proud of you man you're doing so great you're growing in your faith and your love for one another and, and we brag on you guys all the time and, and that's what Paul's doing here in this second letter where he's uh, about to start talking to them trying to um, trying to set the stage or, or set the record right on doctrine that they had gotten confused about and, and were teaching the wrong things and thinking that the day of the Lord was coming. And, and it really, really, what really, really got my, uh, got my attention, and I want you, don't lose focus. I'm going to tell you what, what we're going to focus here on but because he's talking about the end time, and we can start just thinking uh, um, that this message is, uh, is just about the end time and when Jesus is going to return, and, and that's great, and Jesus is coming very very soon don't you doubt it and and uh, but but I want to uh, turn your attention to the best of my ability to the atmosphere of the time to the atmosphere that's going on around us uh, in the time that he's describing here at the end it's an amazing thing number two deception leads to destruction deception leads to destruction second thessalonians chapter 2 says let no one deceive you in any way does that kind of say that there's going to be deception in the last days okay let no one deceive you in any way and so so some of you are going to get all caught up well is he teaching uh, is he teaching pre-trib and mid-trib or post-trib which one's he preaching today no that's not what I'm, I'm 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 trying to get you to focus on the atmosphere let no one deceive you in any way for that day the day of the lord will not come unless they were teaching the day of the Lord's already come. Oh, wow, what are we going to do? And he said, no, 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 hang on. That day will not come unless the rebellion comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God proclaiming himself to be God do you not remember that when I was still with you I told you these things and you know what is restraining him now so that he may be revealed in his time for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way and then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming the coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception with all wicked deception with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. More and more are the believers that 
are convinced that salvation is okay without lordship. I'm saved. I'm forgiven. I'm good. I'm okay. So, you know, I, 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 don't, I, don't need to, I don't need disciples. I don't need to grow. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm forgiven, so I'm okay. How many know that we're never free of these forces? Pulling and tugging in this, in this tug of war in our life, in our hearts, in our minds. All day, every day. But deception leads to destruction, and deception is the beginning of infection. Paul writes three things that I, I won't go into uh, in any depth this morning, but I want you to get it because it's so powerful. It's so powerful when he tells us what the atmosphere will look like. And he talks about lawlessness. He talks about the falling away. Those that, and, and here's, what I'm, here's what I'm seeing is, is I'm seeing our belief system. I'm seeing our, uh, um, uh, our, our, our belief system, our faith. I'm seeing Christianity begin to make this huge, enormous shift into a worldly position. That falling away the great rebellion if you will the apostasy is the the rebellion and abandonment of the truth abandoning the truth and the truth is he's got to be lord truth is it's good to love him with your heart but am i loving him am i letting him have supreme rule position in my heart Come on now. That, that kind of stings a little bit if we really think about it. And, and listen, it says that uh, there's, there's going to be lawlessness. The atmosphere is going to be lawless. Uh, and it's going to increase, 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 increase. Uh, if it was working, if lawlessness was happening, the spirit or the mystery of lawlessness was working back then, uh, how much more do you think uh, as, he's, uh, as he's marching towards his day when... when uh, uh, the, the lawless one sets on the throne in Jerusalem and declares himself God and he's revealed to everybody as the Antichrist. How much more do you think if lawlessness was uh, at work all the way back here, how much more do you think we're dealing with the spirit of lawlessness right now? How dangerous is it for us to stay in that immature, that immature state, refusing to become disciples and followers of Christ? Not those that just say he's Lord, but those that are actually allowing him to be Lord. There's coming a day. We're, we're feeling this tension right now, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but we're feeling this tension right now in the, in the atmosphere. I'm telling you, you're, uh, you're falling into one of two camps as a Christian. You're either repulsed and about feel like you want to throw up because of all of the activity that's going on around you right now. Or you've become intoxicated with today's culture Oh, what's the big deal? 
that's okay. Come on now. You fall into one of those camps. You either, uh, I received a text here just about a week ago and a brother said, please pray for me. I'm so angry at what's going on around right now. We're either, we either feel that, can't believe. Man, we're looking at stuff on TV. We're looking at hate crimes in Dallas, hate crimes in, in uh, uh, Buffalo, mass shootings over a basketball game in Milwaukee. This place, this planet's crazy. My, my wife and I looked at each other just this week and uh, uh, this weekend and we're like, uh, man, uh, they're, they're marching in one place. Uh, give me the right to kill the baby if I don't want it. And they're marching in another place saying, uh, hey, give us funds so that we can help preserve children. This tug of war, this tug of war going on This deception. I go to church, so I'm okay. I, I hang out with I hang out with church people, so I must be all right. I, you know, I'm not quite as bad as the guy next to me, so I'm okay. Jesus said, unless you take up your cross and follow, we like just being forgiven. We like the forgiven, but hate to follow. Come on. Are we going to grow? Are we going to mature as the atmosphere descends towards the lawlessness until the place where lawlessness is no more restrained? Because, see, the, the lawlessness is restrained because of the Holy Spirit that abides in the believer. Oh, come on. And the restraint will eventually be lifted. There's a tension between truth and deception. There's this, this strong tension between truth and deception. All, all day, every day, will I choose God's truth? Will I, listen, will I hold the standards of God's truth? Or will I descend into lawlessness? Will I become intoxicated with the culture of the day? There's a tension between truth and deception. There's a tension between lawlessness and restraint. Wow. The greater the deception, watch. The greater he's deceived, the further he descends into lawlessness. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Y'all didn't get that. No, the greater the, that the world is deceived, the more lawless. Nah, -uh. the world ain't the restrainer, y'all. We with the Holy Spirit on the inside of the church is the restrainer and the greater the deception that comes inside the church the less the restraint and the greater descent we take into lawlessness wow deception leads to destruction the mystery of lawlessness is already at work and has increased we are seeing a greater falling away from the truth 
Listen, if y'all don't believe that we're living in the time that's described in the Bible and you don't believe that there's a, a, a falling away that's already begun. How, how many has ever been to Europe before? Anybody ever been to England, France, and uh, you know Scotland, all the, those areas over there? And when you show up, uh, you see all of these magnificent edifices uh, that uh, are markers of where God used to be. They're empty, beautiful, used-to-be churches that are now tourist attractions. Come see our beautiful buildings. But God isn't welcome anymore. You don't believe that we're living in that atmosphere. And uh, if, if you don't believe that we're, we're experiencing a falling away, uh, then uh, just look at America, the America that was uh, uh, founded on biblical principles where they, they fled uh, uh, the shores of Europe. They fled the, the shores and they came to new shores. They came looking for a land uh, where they could live uh, and they could worship God uh, in their independence. And they were founded uh, on biblical principles uh, and now look at where America is today you think it's okay to stay stuck in our Christianity in our immaturity oh I love God with my heart uh, but I'm still Lord come on now I know it hurts y'all True believers find themselves either disgusted or intoxicated. I, I'm just trying to establish the atmosphere, the danger of staying in limbo, the danger of staying in this place when we're in a tension, when we're in this war between truth and a lie, when we're, when we're in this struggle here. And, and I want you to get to how, how intoxicated the atmosphere is, how lawless the atmosphere. You know, we, we, it's, it's happened so gradually over the years that we don't even realize uh, that we're descending into lawlessness, that we're descending uh, into an atmosphere uh, where it's going to be hard to stand uh, if you don't have any roots uh, it's going to be hard to stand uh, if you don't uh, if, if, if you're not growing down uh, and uh, and you're getting ready uh, if you're not training for the battle uh, oh I want to sign up I want to enlist man I want to go I want to go to war you don't last 30 seconds because you didn't go under any training you don't even know how to fire your gun can't quote five scriptures don't spend five minutes a day in prayer man come on now how many know that the time that we're living in is serious we're descending into a serious heavy duty lawless time and we don't even realize um, the, the, the great deception today you know I, 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 re I really struggled with saying some of the things that I, I was going to say today and, and uh, uh, listen uh, because of the atmosphere because of the hostility for me to say some of the things that I'm going to say today uh, some of you uh, are going to say well he's just old school well he's just legalistic well, well he's just uh, uh, you, you understand what I'm saying and, and uh, 
uh, he's just homophobic and he's legalistic and he's just an extremist. But it's because of the atmosphere of lawlessness that we're descending into. The Christians began to make small compromises, began to watch TV shows with sex scenes on it. And we began to, oh, it's okay, you know, the Hollywood just cusses the language, you know, and we get, we get numb to it, we get deaf to it, and then our kids begin to listen to it and begin to regurgitate it. Then we want to know why all of our kids are sleeping around all the time. Come on now. Sex outside of marriage is just expected now. Come on now. Shacking up and trying it out is just expected now. Come on, guys. Do what I want. It's your own thing. Do what you want to do. It's your thing. Come on now. That's the, that's the attitude of the world today. But sadly, that attitude has intoxicated the church. And now the church feels, oh, it's no big deal. I leave them alone. It's all good. Parents model rebellion in the home. And then don't have a leg to stand on when their children began to walk in rebellion you know what the problem is all they're doing is identifying and surrendering to a familiar spirit in their home oh man come on guys addiction promiscuity familiar spirits in the home today so here we are. Is it, is it okay for me to just stay in this state of limbo? I'm, I'm, I'm forgiven, but I'm not, uh, you know, I, I, he's not really Lord yet. I, I really haven't taken that deeper step uh, to get rooted and grounded and be able to stand the storms that are coming through the lawlessness that we're descending into. Uh, but it's okay, you know, I go to church. If you don't think that we're descending into, into that lawless state whenever it's either truth or a lie. Guys, listen to me. It's either truth or a lie, and we just want to be somewhere in the middle. It's okay. Where abortion is a woman's choice and homosexuality is genetic and gender is a feeling and same-sex marriage is a right. As we descend into a lawless atmosphere, and we and, and listen, we with oh, I'm okay. You know what? Can you really? You're having trouble making good decision, making the right decision, choosing the right thing right now. And often uh, we choose the right thing that's good enough for us at the time rather than letting him be Lord. 
See, I, I just want you to understand, uh, according to the book, uh, according to truth, he said, thy word is truth. According to truth, abortion is murder. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 says this, uh, before I formed you uh, in the womb, uh, I knew you. Uh, before uh, you were born, I sanctified you. Uh, I ordained you uh, a prophet uh, to the nations. Uh, listen, uh, to say uh, abortion, uh, my body, my choice, uh, it, uh, it, it, it makes the assumption uh, that uh, I put that baby uh, on the inside of you or, or, uh, or you, you participated and you created that baby. Uh, let me tell you who created genitalia. Let me tell you who created sperm. Uh, let me tell you uh, who created ovaries. Let me tell you uh, who created the womb. Uh, let me tell you uh, who God is. Uh, he said, uh, before I formed you, uh, you didn't form that baby. Uh, a created God formed that baby. And if he created it, I don't have a, the right to say I created it. I'm God. I'll dispose of it. Woo! Well, I just made some of you really uncomfortable. We're not the architects of life. God is. divine creator he designed us to reproduce spirit of lawlessness a search listen all of these things that we're talking about the liar the deceiver you know what his assertion is you know what the foundation for all of these things are God is flawed and listen if you're just a young believer and you're not growing uh, and you're not letting him be God and you know what I don't understand everything but I know what God's word says uh, and if God's word says uh, for me to wait uh, on sex till I'm married or if God's word tells me uh, to be faithful to my wife or if God's word tells me uh, uh, to be honest and truthful no matter how much it costs me or how much pain it is uh, God's word said it, he's the supreme ruler and I submit and I'm growing uh, and my faith is being tested Tested, but my roots are growing a little deeper every day so that I can stand in this lawless time. The spirit of lawlessness asserts that God is flawed. He's not all present. He's not all powerful. He's not all knowing. He makes mistakes. Abortion is, saying, is a human saying, I created the human life inside of me. Homosexuality. Listen. God created a man and a woman. God created a man and a woman. And he created you with an identity. And homosexuality is me letting go and relinquishing my identity to the thief. Oh, come on now. 
Come on. So, so when I'm, when I'm a, a, around those that are tied up and, and that are bound by that lifestyle, I have a, I have a heartache and, and uh, I, I feel uh, uh, that, that, that pain because somewhere down the line, uh, they were lied to. They didn't, have a, they didn't have enough knowledge. They didn't have enough roots. They, and, and something happened in life. A, a situational thing came along and they made a decision to relinquish their identity their God-given identity because God must be wrong. God is flawed. God. Hmm. Let me be clear. Gender is autonomy assigned it by the Creator, by the Creator at birth. You know, one of the prophets said, how can the clay say to the potter hey why did you make me like this you screwed up come on now the basis of all of this is the deception of the enemy coming in trying to trying to shake our faith in our belief system in a in a uh, all powerful almighty all knowing creator god the father who is good and he don't make junk and he don't make mistakes when he put all your body parts on he knew exactly what he was doing come on come on don't let the devil listen if you're battling don't let the devil steal your identity God knew you before he formed you in the womb God knew what his plans were for you and he ordained a life for you the atmosphere of the day the mystery of lawlessness is already at work if you don't think that we're living in that time descending uh, into the depths of lawlessness. Uh, listen, in 1963, uh, the Supreme Court uh, uh, made a ruling to take uh, the, uh, the Bible and prayer out of school. Uh, and 10 years later, uh, in 1973, uh, they made another ruling uh, of Roe versus Wade uh, that decided uh, that uh, abortion uh, was a woman's right uh, to decide. Uh, by 2012, uh, we're having uh, gender neutral bathrooms uh, introduced into the colleges in the high schools uh, in 2015. Uh, we have transgender athlete legal wars going on uh, in uh, uh, 2015. Uh, we have same-sex marriage uh, becoming legalized uh, by 2021. Uh, we have uh, a critical race theory uh, that wants to divide our land even further than it is uh, being introduced into our lands. Uh, and by 2022, uh, we've got people discussing uh, to talk about uh, all of this gender stuff uh, to our preschoolers to our second grade there's been a march but we're so deaf we can't hear it there's been a march towards lawlessness and we've been okay with staying immature in the middle but he says hey love me with all your heart take the next step and love me with all your soul see that story about King Saul the prophet said hey 
What in the world have you done? Oh, but hey, man, it's okay. You know, we just did it because of this or because of that. Right? And they begin to reason away the word of God. Come on now. Instead of letting him be the supreme ruler, and the prophet comes to the king, and he says these famous words. He says, don't you know that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness we don't have any stubborn people in the house do we stubbornness is as the iniquity of idolatry come on Wait. here we are stuck in the middle Listen, do you know what is meant when he says witchcraft? Rebellion, rebellion is the same as witchcraft. Witchcraft, the definition in that portion of scripture means divination. Anybody know what divination is? Divination is what happens when you call up the psychic. Divination is what happens, listen, when you choose to seek direction from another spirit other than God. Oh, come on. When you choose rebellion, yeah, come on. Rebellions when your kids say, I ain't gonna. I'm gonna do this. I wanna go my way. I wanna do what culture's doing. It ain't fair. I'm the only one in my class that can't do that. Praise God! Must be doing something right. Come on. Rebellion is this. this is as if the same as you going to a fortune teller to seek direction for your life rather than seeking the direction of God. Following another spirit. Idolatry, it says that stubbornness is as the iniquity of idolatry. Now, I'm not going to ask you to lift your hand if you're stubborn. Stubbornness means I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I'm doing is wrong. But I'm going to do it anyway. That's stubbornness. Idolatry means I'm surrendering myself to serve another and I know it's wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why do you call me Lord? 
but you're not making me, Lord. What's the most important commandment of all? To love the Lord, your God, with all of your heart and with all of your soul. Regardless of my opinions, regardless of my intellect in 2022, we are so enlightened. Choosing. I choose God's way no matter what it costs, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how difficult it is. No matter what the reasoned outcome is, God's way should always be supreme and supersede my way. And just being forgiven is what we're in love with. But what he's looking for is someone who will step into the next phase and surrender my will. Surrender my decision. Surrender my future. Surrender every area. Every area. Because we know we've been resisting. We know we've been... This guy here has been whispering in our ear. Whether it's fear whether it's just downright rebellion. Oh, you can't do that. There's no, you can't, you can't do that. Been beating the crud out of us, right? And we're caught in between these two worlds. We're in love with grace. We're in love with salvation. But we're resisting lordship. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Did you stand to your feet all over the building today? Listen, I... I felt like I wanted to just call the enemy to a showdown today. Remember Elijah? Elijah said, he stepped up to the prophets of Baal and he said, whichever God answers by fire, let him be God. Right? Choose one. Joshua said, choose you this day who you'll serve. Kind of feel like it's the shootout at the OK Corral. One's going to live, one's going to die, right? What's it going to be? Are you just going to be in love with salvation and resist lordship? Are you going to surrender? Every head bowed, every eye closed in the house. If you're in the house today and you say, you know what? I, I want to go where, whatever level you're at, I want to go to the next level with God. 
I want him to be Lord of every area, everything. I want him to be Lord in my life, in every decision, in every area. Would you just slip your hand up all over the building? Yeah, all over the house. I want him to be Lord of all. Yes, all over the house. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Online, Lord of all. If you're in the house today and you say, Pastor, to be truthful, he's not Lord at all. I'm not following him. I used to, or maybe I've never followed him, but I know we're descending into a wicked time. I know we're descending into this crazy atmosphere. And I want to surrender to God. 